Trading Hunt, episode 93. I started an account with $300. I took a few losses. I started at like 280 by a Monday. And by the end of the week, I was at 64000 The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. Before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsored partner for today's episode, City Traders Imperium. Now, CTI has one of the world's best funded accounts and learning platforms all in one. Get a CTI Forex funded account today and advance a step closer to achieving your personal freedom. To find out more, head over to citytradersimperium.com. That's citytradersimperium.com. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got J.D. Dowdy on the show. Now, J.D. is a young trader from over there in Canada. Funnily enough, I'm having lots of Canadian traders on. I don't know why there are so many traders over there, and not just to mention that, but they're also very good traders as well. In fact, the guy who recommended I get JD on was um, someone who's been on the show before. It was Forexed. So if you don't know who Forexed is, uh, check him out. His, his, other, his name, I think he's on the site, is Ali. Uh, so go and check him out. He he did 7.611 on the TradingView replay challenge, which took out the top spot there for a couple of weeks, I think. And he's probably going to do that again and try and take take uh, reclaim the title. Now, um, so he recommended this guy to me. He recommended him and said, look, you've got to get him on. His trading is phenomenal. So what I did was, well, I got him on. He, got, he helped me get him on, which is great. Uh, he's got this amazing, amazing, and you're just about to hear it, story where he flips a $300 account to something ridiculous and I'm not going to tell you the amount you can listen or it might even be on the title of this I don't know but he does it in two weeks and uh, oh geez let me just say it. he said it flipped 300 to 100k 300 dollars to 100k in two weeks all whilst working a day job okay earning pretty much minimum wage so guys you're going to hear that story along with details around how he did it how he achieved it um, the thought process that went into it whether or not it's something he continues to do now uh yeah look it's it's just phenomenal so you gotta listen to that we did a shoot a video after this as well so make sure you check that out over there on the trading night youtube channel and look guys if you're not if you're just listening to the podcast you're not listening to the youtube or you're doing vice versa you're on the youtube you're not listening to the pod then make sure you head to each of those um if you're definitely on the pod head over to the youtube because there are some videos that i don't even talk about here that end up on the on the youtube channel where guys are walking through and breaking down their analysis stuff that you're not going to get on this on the uh, on the podcast on the airways you've got to see it to you know to really take, uh, take in the content and the education there so guys do remember to flip over if you if you've got the chance uh also we've got uh trader versus trader semi-finals i i've probably just re- we've probably just done it by the time this hits the air uh, but we'll have the final coming up in the following week so 
bit, you know, stay tuned for that. We're changing the rules slightly here as well. So we're giving them a time limit in the semis. The finals, I think we might even add a further uh, enhancement to make it a little bit harder for these guys to to um, to come up with really good high R trades. And this is what it's all about, it's finding high R trades. So um, that's coming up. We've got a Trading View replay challenge locked in for this week as well. So guys, this is going to be fantastic. An older guest coming back on to uh, to have a go at it. His name's Daniel Chung and aka wannabe champ so he's coming back on to do the trading view replay challenge check that out subscribe on the youtube get the notifications for both of those and i'll be releasing a build that bot video soon with hunter effect so you're going to get to see his automated strategy or how he would have approached an automated strategy on uh on youtube as well and guys last but not least before we get into this amazing episode uh, there is an October offer there for my Robot Builders Club. So if you're thinking of automating or building some kind of automated trading system, then please head over there, check out my Robot Builders Club. I basically My goal of this is to make sure that you get whatever automated system or partially automated system you want for your own personal trading. Okay, guys, got a whole bunch of guys over there really getting into this. Uh, we use a tool. There's no coding required. Go and check it out. I've got a special offer for October. Um, go and check that out, guys, before it ends very soon. All right, let's get on with this episode today here with JD Dowdy. Here we go. Let's do it. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got JD Dowdy here on the Trading Up podcast. Welcome to the show, JD. Thank you for having me. Hey, look, it's it's great to get you on. So uh, for guys that haven't heard, uh, or maybe I didn't mention it in the intro, but uh, JD was recommended to me by a guy who's been on the show. His name's Forexed. He, uh, he's done the replay challenge, scored a phenomenal score there with, um, at this current point in time, 7.61, uh, over five trades. Now, um, he said, I said, can you get, give me a recommendation? He said, look, you've got to get this guy on. It's a mate of mine in Toronto, phenomenal trader. Uh, so that's why you're on the show, and it's a pleasure to have you here. So to start off with, do you want to tell us a bit about your whole background story, how you got into it, how you started you know, into trading and your journey today, and I'll ask a few questions along the way. Okay, so my trading journey kind of started, I want to say just, I'm not sure how old I was. I was probably like 13 or 14, um, just in a grade nine of high school. So pretty much my mind space at the time is I'm trying to find a high paying job, which can grant me the the, free, the time freedom to live my life in the short, like most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. I've spent a long time doing research on like what jobs, you know, there's doctors, there's lawyers, um, but none of those, all of those are still tied to long hours and they're still tied to long hours, which is not what I was looking for. So I kind of found, I found trading. I want to say I found it, I found investing because I thought that was something that could, would be down my alley that could bring the most results um, and leave me with a bunch of time, you know, not working 40 hours uh, a, a week and things just like, and things just like that. So my, my father, my, my father actually funded a $20,000 account into the stock, into like a stock market account. And from there, he wasn't really monitoring it much at all. And I was, I wanted to be trading. He was kind of just letting it do its thing. And so during the meantime, I actually was trading the account without his knowledge. And then I ended up making around $15,000 within that year. Um, it kind of ended on a bad note, um, 
But regardless, after that, after I stopped trading Forex, uh, sorry, after I stopped trading in the stock market for maybe about, I want to say a few months, five months, six months, um, I then found Forex trading. That's kind of where I realized, okay, I can start with less money because stocks kind of seem like it requires a lot of money, a lot of money to start. Um, so I've kind of been diving into Forex trading and it was very hard. Um, actually, when I just got into Forex trading, the euro dollar just reached like ultimate lows of about a dollar oh three or a dollar oh four or something like that. So that is like something I remember to give like the specific timing of when I started trading Forex. Um, and then from there, I've kind of just been on my journey. I believe I started trading Forex when I was in grade 11 and from there, I've, I've really just been failing. It's, it's nothing to shy away from. I've been failing for many, many, many years. Um, and then after high school, I sorry, like in high school, I kind of like, I didn't go to a lot of classes after. Um, I didn't really think school would bring me the things I wanted in life. Um, so I kind of, I was heavy on trading. I was, I tried to make it work the best of my abilities. Um, so I didn't end up graduating high school, but I still just maintaining Forex because Forex is what I love. Forex is what I like to do. So um, I started working some out of field jobs. I got my first job at a Harvey's and then some other other food industry jobs. Um, and I was never really able to keep a job just because I believe I have a certain personality where I don't like authority or I don't like I don't like bosses being able to like demand, like they, sometimes they can be really pushy. Okay. Um, and really use their status. So um, about my last job that I was working, I, my last job that I was working, I managed to make a hundred thousand dollars trading Forex. So like while I was actually still at my job. So after that, I gave in about a three days notice or something like that. And then I had quit my job. And how, how long was that job? How long was that job? How long did you do the job for? So how long did it take you to make 100K? Um, so I actually have this on my Instagram story. It took, I made the 100K in about two weeks. And the first week was, it's worth mentioning that, okay, so I started the count with $300. I took a few losses. I started at like 280 by a Monday. And by the end of the week, I was at 64,000. And then into the next week is when I made it from the 64 to 100. Um, so hang on, it was two weeks. It took you two weeks to get to 100K. <laughs> yeah. Okay. From and so this was, so you, so you, hang on, so you started the new job and then two weeks later you'd made 100K. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Trading, the trading from 300 to 100K was what was two weeks. Um, I've been working at that job for about a year, I want to say. Not a year, not a year. Yeah, I've been working at that job about a year because my work my work experience has been about three years now. Started My first job, I stayed there for an actual year. And my last job, I wasn't at that location for a full year, but um, I've been with that company for a year. So from leaving the job, I kind of just... Um, I spend some time just sitting. I've become lazy and this is not what I want because 
I don't know, you don't have a boss over your head. You don't really have any motive to do anything. You just have money. Like what else is. So other than that, I kind of just, um, I had a lot of people asking me, how do I take my trades? How do I, how do I do what I do? So I decided to make a course. I decided to um, just be able to show and demonstrate what I know, what I use in the market, not other people's, not commenting on other people's things just like that. I want to just show what I know and be able to just say that I've shared my knowledge and then I can move on to other things in life. I can, who knows what else, but just other things in life. And pretty much, I want to say that's really where I am today. Um, I still just trade for myself and I operate the business and I, um, I help students out and things just like that. Cool. And so, so just, we're going to jump back into that story a little bit and get some more detail, but uh, to start off with, so the, the, the job that you did for a year, how much did you earn in the job? Um, so my last job, my, my last job, I made from, a, from let's call it 100K within trading Forex while working that job. And, and sorry, how much did the job make you, the actual hourly rate, uh, wage or whatever it was? Oh, so I was getting paid 14 an hour. Um, and I showed this to my boss as well because I'm like, there's a lot of, like, they were being really, I want to say they were being manipulative. Like, they were doing things outside of my, like, scheduling me outside of my schedule. I understand. It's a business. Um, but like I told the boss about this multiple times and I kind of showed my boss one day and like, I'm coming here to make less than a hundred dollars a day and I'm missing out on $5,000 like opportunities. Right. And I'm just like, I like, I really want my schedule fixed because like, there's no point in me. I don't want to be, I don't want you to be at a, um, feel uncomfortable or anything like that. And I don't want to feel uncomfortable. So like if we can just make the schedule work and it wasn't working. So um, I'm like, there's no point in me missing all this money to make a hundred dollars for my, for my, so. Okay. All right. So, um, so, okay, cool. Jumping back into your, your stock trading days. I mean, you sort of mentioned that, you know, it it ended slightly terribly. Um, Can you tell us what happened? So you made 15 K and then did did you blow the account or something or. Oh no. So, um, (laughs) I had been like withdrawing the money from the account and ultimately, ultimately my dad didn't like that. My dad didn't like that. I was taking money out of the account. Um, but I feel like at the end of the day, I did leave more money in the account than what was originally there. Uh, I don't know. So that's, that's why I say it ended on a bad note, just because my father was very unhappy that I was taking money out of the account, but that money I don't. I don't even know what to say. What happened to that money? I was very young, kind of just got lost. <laughs> okay. And so, so had had you come up with a strategy at that point, or did you do some research? How did you know what you were doing? No. So, like from where I am now and what I know about the market, I can definitely say that I was very lost back then. Um, but one thing, one method that not method, but like one thing that I applied then, which I understand now is a very basic concept of floors and ceilings or support and resistance. Um, So really that's all I did. I kind of realized I was trading a stock called PWC, which was called Penn West, Penn West something. I kind of noticed at the time it was kind of um, going up and down within the area of about, I want to say, 
the low $1 to the mid $2. That's something I just noticed. Like it kept doing this. So it did it about two, it did it about two or three times. And I told my dad about this and he still didn't make any, like he didn't make no moves, no nothing. So the next time like it, it happened, I made the moves and like, I just kept doing this and it kind of just consolidated within that area. Um, and that's how I was able to withdraw the funds. But it's just a very basic like understanding that I still apply today. Like you have floors and ceilings and sometimes those floors and ceilings break. Sometimes they don't. It's and like other things that I didn't apply, which I should have was like risk management candles. It's like, that's just things I know now, but back then I had no idea of those things. And, and I, how, how old were you back then? It was like 14 or 15 or something like that. I want to say I get into high school at age 12. So maybe I am 14. Okay. Let's see. I'm about 14, 14, something like that. Okay, so 14. you got you got out of stocks. I'm oh, sorry, you were going to say something just before I cut you off. What were you going to? Um, yeah, I was just 14 or 15. I was okay. that old. Yeah. Something like that. Um, now, uh, what about, so you moved into Forex and you said you sort of struggled there for a bit. I mean, how did that, how did that sort of play out? Explain the sort of details around it. Um, so I was I was doing a majority of trading from my cell phone because... Um, there's a whole like idea before you get into trading, you know, um, you have all do it anytime you want, um, trade from your phone. You have all these different ideas. So me, I'm just trying to trade, um, anytime that I can, which is not what you, not what you do. Um, and then I was just really doing my analysis and trying to run everything off of my phone. And I didn't understand risk management which was a big thing. And I was just blowing accounts, blowing accounts heavy. And I was not working at the time with his, which is worth mentioning. I, it was, it's worth mentioning. I wasn't really working at the time. Um, so I was just failing. Anytime I did go to school um, and I was in any computer classes, I would download the MT4 to the this computers and I'm just trying to just, I'm telling you, I did some really, um, maybe they're strange, but like, I give thanks for all the things that happened in the past because I'm here today and trading works for me. Now I used to flip my charts upside down. I used to look at them far away, close up. I tried everything. Um, but the losing kept happening. I had no structure. I hadn't, I didn't realize at the time that I needed a plan. I didn't realize that I needed a strong mindset and the mindset is still something that I learned at the end. Like, the mindset I believe now should definitely be placed first. You need a strong mindset to understand like what you're going into before you trade. Um, but that's not something I had. I struggled a lot. I really just watched traders online um, and tried to copy them essentially. And, and where, did, where were you finding these traders on Instagram, YouTube, something like that? Yeah. So um, I want to say like Instagram I wasn't really too big on Instagram at the time. Um, but one, like few traders I look up to like Sean Lee and Q banks, those are the only two, like I really look towards. And I want to, I want to say like, I've learned a lot of things. Anything I've seen them do, I try to write it down and mimic or apply, make it work for myself essentially. Nice. Nice. Okay. So, so did you have like a big aha moment where things just, all fell into place 
Sorry, can you repeat the question? Uh, did you have like an aha moment where you, like things just fell into place and you're like, oh, I've got this now. I've literally got it. Yeah, so I want to say um, it wasn't too long ago. Right before I started my first job, um, right before I started my first job, I believe the year was December December 26, nine, sorry, not 1990, um, December 26, 2016, that was the day I started my first job and I closed out the first month of my trading, my trading account. I was trading a, I was trading like, I don't remember the account size, but I believe I brought the account up by about a hundred something percent, a hundred and 50 something percent for the month. And I wrote down this in my journal. Um, In my trading journal, I wrote it down basically saying, what are my results? Okay. I made this much. I I made this much. I was, I took this many trades. I kind of wrote it all down. And that's at a point in time in my life where I really wanted to keep trading, but it wasn't generating enough money for like as an income. So the best route everybody was telling me at the time was go with the job. So that's kind of where I did. And then I stopped trading Forex for about like five months or so um, because I was really just depressed about the whole fact of needing to go into the job. Um, my first job, mind you. And I was really like, I didn't, I didn't really think I could trade and work at the same time. So that just held me back psychologically for a long time until I realized like I need to be able to trade anyways. So I just, I still need to do it. So, so okay. So the hundred and fifty percent on the month wasn't enough on the the money that you had invested. So it was probably a small amount. I'm guessing that you were, you were basing yeah. it on like a few hundred dollars yeah. or something like that. Or I believe it was about a thousand. Okay. But but like a thousand dollars still isn't a lot of money in my head, even at the time. Yeah. So it's like, it's not something I'm thinking about withdrawing and using. Yeah. And so so um and I can understand the psychological aspect of you know, I can't work and trade at the same time. People just get into those funks where they go, they say, I can't do something. And it just gets locked in there and you can't get out of it until something happens. And you go, actually, maybe I can do that. And it's just like a sort of self-made or self-limiting belief, I suppose is what they call it. Uh, So, so then, so you got back into it after five months and I mean, even like, you know, 150% gain on in a month on a thousand dollar account. It's still pretty impressive. Um, Yeah. What what happened after that on that like the five months and you sort of thought okay I'll start trading again how did that progress progress and get you to the point where you obviously flipped that small account to a hundred k in two weeks which I definitely want to hear the detail around how that played out. Okay, so um, sorry, can you rem- so yeah, uh, sorry I've I've asked two questions there in one. So the first question is um, what happened after the five months going. Oh, can I, I've got to work. This is the right way. Uh, let's let's forget trading for now. You jump back into trading. What was the first month like? Did you make one hundred and fifty percent again, um, or something else? Uh, I want to say I want to say I definitely still struggled a lot of the time, um, but now I really feel like I I could do it now. You know, like I'm no longer depressed about the situation. And I went, I took the time out to write down plans. I'm like, okay, I need a trading plan because everybody says I need this. So let me make a plan. Let me make, um, create scenarios for ways in the market and ways out of the market. No 
like be aware of these stuff. So I kind of really focused on building a trading plan um, during all this time. And I want to say it was later on, probably, I don't really have a time period for this part, but like later on, it was kind of just like, after having a trading plan, I was still failing. So it's like, what do I need to do? And then I kind of realized, okay, risk management, I must be applying risk management to my trades um, if I want to succeed. And then one of the big things as well is like, even with risk management, even with risk management, I was still failing. And it's like, why? And then ultimately I come to the belief that even if you do have risk, good ma- if you, even if you do have good risk management, you need the proper mindset to be able to follow through even when you're taking like losing trades because traders go through losing weeks or things just like that. And without the right mindset, you may not stick to your um, risk profile. You may not stick to these things. So it's very important to me to make sure you understand like, okay, my account can last over one year. I know how many trades I can take. Um, I know how many trades I can take and lose them all and still be able to like survive because one of the big things is make sure that you can trade tomorrow. Like if you, if you lose all your money today, you can't trade tomorrow essentially. Okay. So, so, okay. So you, you obviously got to that point where, and I, what, I, what I'm trying to get my head around is, so you started this before you left your job and made this hundred K in two weeks. So you started with an account with 280 bucks why yeah. did you why did you go with a, such a small account and how on earth did you manage to grow it that quickly um so at the time the way i kind of split my paychecks was kind of like bills entertainment and then forex i probably set aside about i don't know maybe like $300 um out of each paycheck to go to go towards trading forex um so that's really why i started the account with that much it's not like i was Ultimately, that's why I started with account with that much. And it's something that I did. Um, it's something that I like, practiced to do where I would trade. It's high risk trading, essentially. The year prior, I did I did about $100, $100 account to about 1500 And so that's something that really motivated, motivated me um, to show me that I can, I can do, like, this is possible. And I believe... Um, I had that account and I blew it on a Tuesday, which was early in the week. So if I had continued um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, like the potential was there to continue to grow. So this is already in my mind. So starting the $300, I go, starting with the $300 account, I start off with um, same high risk, high risk trading. So if I have $100 in the account, I'm trading one mini lot, which is 0.10. Yep. Okay. Ultimately, ultimately, this leaves me with only a hundred pips stop loss, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm very specific with the trades that I take, um, and one thing as well is I'm very like strict on a winner turning into a loser. So like if it's coming back towards its um, entry area or anything, I make sure I get out of the market. I rather, um, I'd rather get in towards where I entered rather than take another loss. Um, but I would. Mind you, like when I was doing these, um, these, these, uh, these high risk trades, I understand like my risk, I understand that I can lose everything. I understand that, um, I was blowing a lot of money on trading, just doing high risk. I was very aware of that. So that's one thing, like I tell people, like, you got to be aware of your risk level. 
are you are you like do you understand it do you accept that you might lose all of this by what you're doing right um so i went through when i was taking the trades um i just went through and i i seen the setups i don't really know how much how to describe it properly but i seen the setups and i i took the trades i was very i was very much on my phone monitoring these my stress was very high um especially once i passed about $10,000 um i was very i never had like this much money so fast before so i mean i kept going before i ever started anything like this i know in my head i said $10,000 withdraw the money i realized a, a weak spot in myself was after i got the 10,000 i did not withdraw the money <laughs> right <laughs> And I just kept going. So I believe I was at work when I made it from, I was at work when I was at work in like the locker room when I brought the account from about 7,000 to 14. And like, it was really just exciting. Like all my coworkers were there and I was like, I was showing them. It, it was a big, it was a big experience. But even like when I went home before work, during work, I was always trading, always taking these high risk setups um, obviously something that I knew then, but like I practice more of it now is like proper risk management. So risk less than risk less to gain more on like all occasions. So, I mean, I was just flipping the account. Um, and then by Friday I was at my mother's house and that's when I actually hit the, the 64 K. And just before that, the account was at about 20, 20 something. 25 and 20, 20 to 25 K. And then by Friday morning, I was at 60, about 64. And then that's when I had closed all the trades. I was on G, 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 U. I closed out those trades and I was very happy. I was very happy. Um, yeah. And so, so, uh, I said, it's an amazing story and look, um, what, 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 I've got a couple of questions around like, yeah, you know, how many trades were you winning? How many were you losing? What was your maximum stop loss on that? I mean, mm-hmm. or a percentage stop of the account that you were willing to risk per trade? Yeah. So, um, I'm willing to risk only 30 pips, only 30% of my account on each trade. <clears throat> um, that's really how my stop loss works. I'm more lenient towards my take profit because, um, I understand a thing about trends that, um, well, at least in my hands, at least in my head, trend, trends continue ultimately until they don't. Um, so I try to trade with an open stop loss sometimes. I mean, sorry, an open take profit sometimes to maximize my profits. Um, other than that, I believe, I'm not sure how much of my win percentage at the time Um not sure what my win percentage was at the time. Just just a moment. No, I I can't find it at this exact moment. But I I want to say I definitely lost less than I did win, like on a trade by trade basis. Um, I did take I took eighty two trades that week, if I remember correctly. Took eighty two trades that week. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really okay. recall. 
and, and so what what were you focusing on just a certain handful of pairs or a whole bunch of pairs no, so the way i still work now is i focus on all the majors and the minors um and then on top of gold but i never really share like golds like in my channel or anything like that because i rather just focus on majors and the minors because that's what a lot of people are going to go to before um exotics or indices or anything else like that so that's my focus that's what i do cool and um and so okay let's just jump into some of the the standard questions because that was a, a fascinating story uh what what we'd like to get now is sort of what does your trading look like now? I mean, you had eighty four trades in that two week period. Uh, you, what do you do now? I mean, are you trading that that frequently? Is is that how many trades you'd normally take in a week? Or um, two weeks? No. So I've definitely slowed down. That's one of the things I definitely tried to work towards, like slowing down on my my trading, slowing slowing down in a way where I'm safer. So, um. The way it kind of works now is I don't trade too heavily. I don't trade like all the time just because I find myself to be more of a one tracked person. I do not try. I don't try to um, multitask or anything like that. So while I'm working on my course and things like that, which I've been working on since um, about March or April um, 2019, um, I've kind of like slowed down on trading and I'll, I'll um, just like focus on my course. That's kind of what I did. I wake up, do that, go to sleep, wake up, do that. Um, but every now and then I would just, I would just trade, you know, make sure, make sure that my skills are still intact. Um, and then one thing I do as well, and I kind of treat it as my own personal journal is the trading um, channel is I, you know, I send charts there. I post my analysis and everything like that. It serves as a, a journal for myself because I see how I progress throughout um, but the way the trades are now, I really just wait for pullbacks to support a resistance, and then I'll take a I'll take a trade, um, risk about three percent max on my account. Um, three, I say three percent max because the pip, um, the amount of pips that I can be risking, honestly, go about to a hundred max. Um, other than that, I believe I believe right now we're taking about. I want to say five to five to like 15 trades a week. Um, and we're losing, I want to say we're, we're winning and losing about 50% of them, but we're still coming on top with about, I want to give it an average of 500 to 1500 pips a week. Okay, cool. And so, okay. So what, so what's your typical reward to risk then? So if you're risking, it might be quite hard to work out, but if you if you're um, it sounds like you're risking up to a hundred pips on a trade, yeah. But you've got a reward of what would it like if you if you did risk a hundred, how much would your reward typically be on a winning trade? So when I take a trade, I I when I take a trade, I mainly just leave the the take profit open to maximize my my gains. Um, like I said, I never really know exactly when trends are going to stop, but I, I'm there to catch when the trend is stopped. Um, stop losses are not always 100. 100 is kind of like the max, the extreme that it would ever go. Um, but the minimum is 30. I try to give my trade some breathing room. Um, other than that, our take profits are around 150, um, 150 to 300 on a trade. Um, 
yeah, but that's the type of thing that I'd hold for maybe about two weeks or um, something just along those lines. I kind of just wait for the trend to slow down like it's going to reverse, not like it's going to reverse, but when the trend actually reverses, that's when I close my trades, um, mainly towards the Friday or maybe mainly towards the Thursday around then. Okay. Okay, cool. And so, so, uh, how many, so you said you're focusing on the majors and the, um, exotics, you do trade gold as well. Uh, no, not ex- just majors and minors. Oh, sorry. Minors, not exotics. Minors. Yeah. Um, and so you say 10 or 15 a week. Okay. Right. Cool. All right. Brilliant. Well, look, um, what, what does your typical day look like then? Your trading day? Typical day? My, my trading also, what, what really happens is, um, I'm really carefree. I'll really just wake up in the morning. I'll check the charts like an addict. I'll just check the charts. I'll, um, if anything interesting is going on, I'll send it to the the telegram group. Um, other than that, I'll just making, I'll just make sure my trades are running properly. Um, if anything needs adjusting, I'll adjust it. Um, after that, I, that normally that whole process takes one hour, um, updating my telegram chart, Sorry, updating my MT4, which takes about 30 minutes and then 30 minutes to send my charts off to the group. Um, but as of like right now, I do have an expert advisor that takes my trades, um, takes automated trades. And I sometimes take, um, what do you call it, handheld trades or whatever. Manual like trades, man- yeah. Yeah, okay. Um. And you'll you'll manage, will you manage those or the expert advisor does the whole thing for you? Um, I manage them. Okay. The the expert advisor is more like a semi-automatic expert advisor. Yeah. Yep. Cool. And um, I did have a question on that. Oh yeah. So the, sorry, what timeframes are you looking to enter on? Um, I'm entering on the four hour and my analysis comes from the weekly. Okay. And what about your, um, your your orders are your orders like limit orders or at market um, stop orders? So, um, I I honestly practice doing all of them. I do share different styles in the Telegram group where like if you want to if you want to take limit orders like this is how you can do them. Or if you want what I teach, what I emphasize is waiting till candle close, um, because that's how you that's the only way you're gonna know a candle is set like this once it actually closes, um. The expert advisor takes trades based on like support and resistance. So like I'll just set up like a support area and then only when a green candle is formed at the support, does it take a trade longwards or obviously, like I said before, I do my analysis from the weekly as well. So if the weekly trend is up four hour, I only look for up opportunities. I only look for buying opportunities. I don't go against that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. And so, so what do you think has made you different from all the other traders out there? Or sorry, not just trade, not traders, uh, the mum or dad trader, like, so somebody who's on this, in this game struggling, I mean, you obviously got into it quite early on, but what do you think made you different? What really made me different, I want to say is, um, my, I want to say my attitudes towards things. Cause um, a lot of traders go through this as well, where like, you know, their parents or their surroundings might be like trading is a scam that that doesn't work. I took the time to make sure I propelled past this. And I always tried. I always tried. I don't know if other people tried as hard as I did or whatever, but like I was very creative with 
I was very creative with trying to understand the market. Um, from from all of that to like where I am now, I want to say that one thing that differentiates me is that my trading is very very simple. Um, one thing that I've realized is um, a trading plan. A trading plan has to fit your personality. It has to fit your style. Um, and this is something that you just, this is something that you will ultimately learn over time. But like what I tried to cover is these are aspects that you need to apply to your trading plan. Um, so a lot of people, I would say, have very complicated um, strategies or, you know, a lot of people use harmonic, harmonic scanners and not to like shake or shake any of those things those things work those things work but my trading is just like support and resistance with all those important aspects that i believe every trader has a part every profitable trader has a part of their system and then really your your trading falls morally on good risk to reward management um for your success okay cool and and um i mean talking about you know the support and resistance are there any other things that you'd recommend a novice or an intermediate trader go and go out look at a price chart and try and educate themselves on yeah so i always say like maybe it's just me but i think it's important for a person to try to depend on less um because like what if something happened in the world and okay the way i put it is a lot of traders use the moving average and what if one day the moving average wasn't automatically calculated for you would you actually take the time to calculate it yourself or would you try to rely on something else? So like, I always try to, I'll tell people, um, focus on what's actually there on the chart. The candles, if you're if you're using candles or if you're using line charts, I would prefer candles. But the candles are very important. The candles literally tell you the strength. It tells you who, like not exactly who's in the market, but it tells you where the money is going. It tells you these very important things um, and like I said, floors and ceilings, um, support and resistance. I always explain these as psychological mental blocks. So um, if if the world can't accept iPhones at $2,000 a piece, like either iPhone is not going to sell or the people have to get more money. Something has to break. Something has to change during that. So that's another way I look at support and resistance. Um, every time price is at a support and resistance area, it doesn't mean necessarily to take a trade, but that an opportunity is about to come. So you focus focus on the focus on the detail. I guess it sounds like you've done a lot of work on your mindset to to get it right. I mean, have you got any sort of special techniques or tips you can share with the listeners out there? Um, let's say. There is a very famous book that kind of enlightened me to the degree of saying that, like, if you don't have a large enough sample size for what whatever you're doing, um, you may have a, a distorted view of something. So the way the book explains it is like a young child may be very afraid of a young child may encounter a dog that bites him. It's the first dog he ever seen. And so now he has under the impression that every other dog is going to bite him he's terrified of dogs but really the and the book goes to say he goes to a park he sees other dogs being friendly with other people and now he's completely confused like his brain is in a is in a mess because he is under the impression that dogs are supposed to bite people 
Okay. So really what the, the trader, Mark Douglas, what he says in the book is basically, you know, you need a large enough sample size because just because you're trading and you lose three trades in a row, or you lose five trades in a row, doesn't mean your system doesn't work or doesn't, um, it's not necessarily a negative thing. You just need more trades in your sample. You need um, more information. You need, you need to run your tests a bit longer, ultimately. That's one thing I would say. And I've seen um, a quote that kind of brings why I brought this up because a quote um, kind of said, you need to be quick to forget, be quick to forget your losses and forget your, and be quick to forget your wins. Have a short-term memory towards your trades. Um, and I think that's really one thing. That's one, that's one thing that really held me back a lot is taking two losses or taking a few losses and be like, okay, this doesn't work On to the next thing. And that's ultimately I gave that up because I was so tired of losing. And I'm like, you know what, let me just try, let me just try what everybody else says. Let me just stick to this one thing. And it's, it's, it's been, it's been worth it. You know, you just try new things out. Um, you don't be afraid of the losses, can be afraid of the losses. I just tried to say um, progress with every step. So even if you think something is impacting you negatively, there like, you can pull something positive out this. You can, you can, the mindset is one of the, the biggest aspects towards trading. And if you don't believe trading will work, if you think trading is a scam or um, what other negative views people have on trading, then trading, you're not going to succeed. You may be lucky and get some money, but it will never be consistent without a proper mindset in place, without the understanding that losses happen, without the understanding that um, you can't risk it all on every trade. You shouldn't risk it all on every trade. Um, yeah, I want to say those, those are risk management and the whole mindset are, I want to say, the biggest parts of trading Forex for me. Technical analysis is the next thing that's like, um, if it, it's your towards your personality, it's um, really, you know, like if you're busy only nine to five, then you have to use the other time to trade. Like it's, it's, it's a big thing on the mindset. It's very important to stay strong and don't get discouraged because you lost. I actually ran into a quote the other day that said, um, a few losses usually does enough to completely discourage a person. Only winners will continue after going through those losses. Uh, So like, it's, I don't know, it's a big mindset and I don't even just apply the mindset to trading, but just in life in general, like I, I also relate a lot of, life things towards trading because i find them to very much be hand in hand it is people making the market move so i mean it can be yeah it can be decrypted uh now what about if you if somebody had to spend the next month uh, mastering something what would it be the next month mastering something yeah i want to say definitely um i want to say if you're not focusing on your your mindset, definitely focus on risk management. Commit take commit yourself to taking um, risk one to gain three risk risk one to gain three. So if you're risking thirty pips, make sure your target is ninety pips. And no matter what, no matter how many losses you incur, continue with that risk profile. Um, it's just to show 
is just to show light on a lot of people because a lot of people won't even make it past their first 10 trades um, because they've already blown their account. So if you just split up your account to have a large enough sample size that, okay, you're like, I have a $100 account, I can sustain, let's say, I can sustain 50 losses. And then you're like, you know what, I'm just going to lose this whole money. I want to see, like, I want to see the results of risking one to gain three in all your trades. That's one thing I did as well is like, um, when I kind of, when I kind of started being profitable, like I said, following that one system, I was losing so much money. I'm like, you know what, I'll put this money here and I'm willing to lose it all just to test this out. And that's one of the things as well. Very big is that people have an emotional attachment to their money. It's, it's crazy. I understand people work hard for their money and, you know, you, you, you work all this time. Um, but the market doesn't care about that. Market will, market will take everything. <laughs> okay. Some good advice. That's some great advice, in fact. Um, all right, we're going to jump into the quickfire round here. Uh, you've answered some of these questions already, but some of them you, you haven't. If it takes a little bit longer to answer the question, then just go for it. Hey, look, uh, how long did it take you to go from trading newbie to consistently profitable? Um, it took me about three and a half years, three to three and a half years. Um, it was a long run. I, I kind of took on the, I don't know if I went with the same idea as everybody else, but I took the focus on technical analysis first. And then after that didn't just work, I focused on not just focus, but I added risk management to that. Um, that sort of didn't just, that wasn't just working for me alone. So I kind of realized I'm not thinking right. So I kind of added that to it as well. And it's like a puzzle. You really need all three components. What's your favorite entry setup? My favorite entry setup is honestly, I'll just take the classic support and resistance um, pullback. Um, pretty much just classic support and, resistance, support and resistance pullback. What uh, what strategies do you use to exit or manage trades? Um, so to manage trades or exit trades, I would look for the trend reversing. So one thing that tells me the trend is um, market structure. So if price is making higher highs and higher highs, I'm kind of tracking just below it, watching the structure to see, okay, is it going to reverse from higher highs to break that and then retest again? So once it breaks, I know that I can get out of the market because the old trend is not continuing, essentially. Uh, what do you have any recommended trading books or resources you can share? Um, yeah, I would recommend everything from Mark Douglas. Um, I've spent a lot of time watching watching his YouTube videos. I spent a lot of time um, reading his books. And one thing as well is like, I really recommend people to read books multiple times. It's 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 to me at least, and from other people I've. Um, been in contact with reading the same book twice it's never the same book the second time you're always able to pull like new value out of it um and another reason why that is because you're not the same person that is reading the book you know you've changed a little over the time um mark douglas i'd say i credit a lot of my my work and my success to him as well he's taught me a lot cool what's your preferred broker and trading platform um my preferred Broker and trading platform is KOT, KOT Forex. Um, that's the one I kind of used to. They're safe. They're safe. They have really good customer service, and they just use the MT4. I'm not really too experienced with anything outside of the MT4. 
Okay, could, uh, almost finished the show here. So can you walk us through the worst ever trade you've had? The worst ever trade that I had? Um, I want to say I was trading during the last U.S. elections, and this taught me to never trade during the U.S. elections. Um, I actually didn't know the elections was going on. I didn't know that there was a relationship between the elections uh, and yeah. the market. So kind of I was trading without a stop loss and first it took all of my money. And then after that, it um, made my account negative. So at that point I owe the broker. (laughs) I mean, it taught me a lot. These losing situations teach me to like, it teaches me to do better. It teaches me I need a stop loss. You must reduce the amount that you can lose at all times. Have that, have that manageable and, everything like that okay last question of the show if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice what would it be one piece of advice um one piece of advice i want to say be confident in yourself that you can pull this off be be confident in your trading abilities trading does not have to be super duper complicated you need a plan that covers important aspects covers your entry and your exit from the market that covers um you know what is the method that you're going to now analyze and one thing as well is make sure that you're comfortable with what you're doing i will never tell like a scalper that they need to invest like be an investor because that's completely out of their personality and those are the three big things mindset be strong be be aware that you can do this no matter what it is. And then risk management, make sure you're applying um, logical risk management. You're risking less to gain more, whatever, whatever that is. And obviously you need to know your sample size. So you say out of a hundred trades, I lose 50. So you can understand how much are you, how much are you to risk on that? Are you supposed to risk less to gain more or can you risk um, one to gain one and still be profitable? You know, if you're out of a hundred trades, you're making 70 or whatever. Um, and last but not least, like I mentioned just before, um, trading, you got to make sure it's something to your personality. You got to make sure, um, you know, you're covering the higher time frames. You're trading in the direction of the trend. Um, that That's all I really got to say. Nice, nice. Look, fantastic interview. Um, before you wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me is via my Instagram at 247pips, P-I-P-S. Um, and I'm there answering DMs all day. I'm helping out traders, everything like that. Superb. Guys, look, a big thank you to JD for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for JD in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, so there we have it. Interview done and dusted. Now, look, do remember, we shot a video after this. JD walks us through uh, one of his trade setups and a few other things as well. So guys, go and check that out over there on tradingnut.com. Now, if you're trying to search for him, his uh, name is spelled J-A-H-D-E-E. So J-A-H-D-E-E. So you'll find that either in the search box or you know, if you're heading over there now, you'll probably find it straight away uh, if, if it's just been released. Now, guys, do also remember we've got those other things to check out as well on the YouTube. We've got the live Trader versus Trader. If you do want to compete in a future trader versus trader please hit me up on instagram and i'll let you know what to do uh the other thing is trading view replay challenge so we've got daniel chung coming on the show later on this week 
to check. So check that out over there uh, on the Trading Nut channel. And I'm gonna release build that bot video with Hunter FX, so that's coming as well. And also, last but not least, we've got the Robot Builders Club October office. So if you're thinking about building a trading algorithm, a robot, or even automating, semi-automating some of your strategy, or having the skill to even just try out a whole bunch of new things that you've you know you've got time on your hands to do, then please head over there. Seven day course, you're going to learn exactly how to build uh, your own trading algo and do virtually build virtually anything with no coding required. Um, it's called my Robot Builders Club, guys. Check it out. Until next episode, uh, I will see some of you over there on the YouTube in our live calls.